Hi again, all. Hello. So the internet was a pretty epic invention, but I was recently told you're only three clicks away from seeing a cock on your screen. Yeah, and this week we both discovered that we're pretty much only ever three clicks away from someone giving you pretty shit advice as well. Yeah, so that got us thinking, what was good advice back in the day, and is it still good advice now? Probably Probably not. not. Uh, So this week's episode is a bit of a blast from the past. Right, so I didn't mean for it to happen this way, but the the majority of my ones seem to have happened in a very specific decade, and I only realised that reading to like the end of articles. So it's basically just like I'm slagging off the 1930s, but okay. But the first one is a baby cage. Yeah, I did see this one. Um... So I would have included it as well. And I did see it and think, from the picture, I don't know if you saw the picture. Yeah. It was just literally a kid in like a chicken wire cage hanging off a, off of the outside of a like an apartment building. Yep. Yeah, so that... <sighs> this makes my business ideas in past episodes look like a sensible approach to things, I think. So yeah, it, it's just to put it into perspective, it's like, you know, those air conditioning units you see hanging on the side of a building? Yeah, but hollowed out and stick a baby in it. Yeah, through a window. It was just ridiculous. The reasoning for it, though, I like, because the reason in, in that day is the more fresh air that they get, the better it is for them. And I, I agree with that. Fresh air is good for all human life. So the, the reason that it came about, I can commend. But like you say, I saw a few pictures of like the same kind of invention. They did not look durable or sturdy. It was like chicken wire with a bit of a thicker bit of metal like hanging it to the, the window frame. It wasn't like even into the brickwork or anything. It was just onto a wooden window frame. So if you've got a bit of a chubby baby as well, you're probably like rolling the dice on that. Yeah, it's like them things. You've seen those cat sort of beds that you can hang on a radiator. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit like that, wasn't it? With just like a cage around it. Um, yeah, you definitely wouldn't be putting your children in them. Yeah, and I, I saw, I don't know if it was, I don't know what country it was in. I, it, it looks American-y, but I know that they were in England as well, the same invention. But it was like on a an apartment block, but outside like every single window there was one of them it was, it was just hundreds all um, hanging out having a social yeah it's <laughs> one way to interact with other babies i guess but i suppose it gets gets rid of a fear of heights as well or creates it i'd probably think it'd create it one and claustrophobia and all of the other things that could be yeah, I, I did think a little bit more in depth for it as well. I never actually saw whether or not the windows were open or closed. Uh. So do you reckon they opened the window, chucked the baby in it, and then closed the window behind them? What, like putting a turkey in the oven? Pretty much. Because <laughs> I thought if they leave the window open and have like a little baby ramp 
from the window to the floor, the baby can just like come and go as they please kind of thing. Like, oh, Joe, what I fancy a bit of fresh air. I'll go and see John the baby next door, see if he's out. And I thought, yeah, that that's not as bad. But if a bit of, like the mum or dad literally just picks the baby up, chucks him in there, closes the window for a couple of hours and just pisses off. Mm. A little bit harsher. Love, the baby's crying again. Oh, stick him in the uh, outdoor hatch. <laughs> and the fact that it was called a baby cage as well. There's like, it's not even trying to give it a nice name. It's just no. baby cage. It's prison for a baby. Yeah, like a dog cage, but for babies on the outside of a building. Um, so imagine that sort of design hung on the edge of a window on the outside. Yeah. There was a thing called the Sky Cop that was in, invented in the 1950s. And it was basically a cot that hung in the luggage compartments of planes. Okay. So when you took your baby on a plane, you could give these sky cots and you just pop your baby up like with the luggage. <laughs> <laughs> Rather than having them on your lap or... In the chair next to you, yeah, they just should get these sky cots when they went on holiday and just sat them in. This is when did health and safety become a thing? I don't know, but it needed to become a thing a lot sooner, <laughs> I think. 1958, that was. Yeah. I just think, I mean, if you've got like 10 babies on a flight and they're all just sat in with the luggage, imagine going through turbulence as well, though. Oh, it'd be off skis, won't it? Belt sound comes on. He's like, oh, don't worry about the baby. They're in the cot. <laughs> in the sky cot. Did they go to the airports? You know those things where you've got, you put your, your hand luggage in to make sure it's big enough? Yeah. They've got them for babies just to make <laughs> sure that they'd... <laughs> right. This one is quite modern, I think. I think it was only a generation ago where this was a a very well-known thing. And I've made a comment on it in the past. Mm. I feel like it would have been done to me. I know that a few of my mates have mentioned it as well. So I feel like my mum and dad and your mum and dad would have probably done this. So it's for when they're teething. What, what am I going to say next? Alcohol. Yeah, like a whiskey rub on the gums. Mm. Uh, my my assumption was to numb it, but in reality, it's probably just to get the baby a bit pissed, weren't it? So, <laughs> so, both it. so, so yeah, that was like that. That's only a generation ago. And it's like, yeah, maybe it works. Probably not the healthiest thing to do in reality now. But if you go further back to when clean drinking water was a bit of an issue around places. The go-to thing was to feed your baby beer rather than water Mm. because the water was that bad quality that at least if you give your baby a beer, it's kind of like been distilled and like been heated up and like cooled down a little bit. So some of the bacteria would have been killed from it. So the theory was that giving your baby beer was healthier than giving them water. I vouch for that. I will say that to Shannon. I mean, yeah, that I, I was about to say, obviously it's pretty fucking stupid, but there's, again, there's kind of a, a logic for in that time and place. 
Yeah, and I suppose everyone drank, didn't they, back then? They did. I mean, not babies. Well, they did, according to this, but... Yeah. Alcohol was probably the answer to everything. Yeah, it, that's been the case for thousands of years. Yes. Go on. Um, so, this is back to the 1910s. Um, and this was... Mums were to be, were told, by... I don't know if this is a sort of teeters on the edge of the old wives' tales episode. But they said, in order to have a beautiful baby, you must refrain from, from thinking... From having sex with an ugly person. <laughs> it says, from thinking of ugly things. Be- so if you have ugly thoughts and you're thinking of ugly things, you're going to have an ugly baby. But beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Well... If the beholder is not thinking of beauty. Yeah, that sounds a bit old wives' tales-y. It does a bit, doesn't it? But um, it just seems like... Imagine being given that advice. <laughs> like, you've, you've only allowed to think about... <laughs> think pretty. Yeah, only only pretty things. You can't think of ugly things. But as soon as someone says that, you think of something ugly straight away, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I know. I immediately thought of... No, I'm not going to say it. I didn't. Ooh. I'm sorry. Close. Right in the fields. Mm. But, but do you know what what got me about all of these things that I was reading up on? They're all they're really not that long ago. <laughs> not really. Like, yeah, 1910 was 110 years ago. Is that right? That's fast maths. Was well, yeah, yeah, 110 years ago. But in the grand scheme of things. That's not that long, and to to be doing some really questionable shit a hundred years ago is a bit like how did we survive as a race? Yeah, well, I mean, there was I saw some other things that I've not put on this list, but it was things like kids just used to be told to go out and play, and the parents didn't want to see them until the evenings and stuff. Like they didn't care where they were; they just said, "Right, go." So, like when Spartan. Warriors sent the kid off into the wild to go hunt a boar or a bear or something and bring it back. Pretty much. It was like, just, just disappear. You just survive the day, come back, I'll give you some tea, you can have a kip, and then you fuck off again. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So it's and changed a lot. Parenting. But I feel like health and safety, like you said, is, is just... A thing that yeah. did not exist during all of these t- these yeah. times. Plus, I think people are a bit um, aware now that just there's people out there just cannot be trusted. Yeah, well, you see the signs on like bleach bottles, don't you? They say, "Please do not drink," and you think, "Well, come on." <laughs> if you're drinking bleach, then you sort of should be on the list of people that we don't really need to uh, repopulate. Yeah, but it's not even that. Is on the bleach bottle before it says "do not." digest it already had big orange and black x mark for harmful a dead fish in the water for harmful to the environment it's like there was already plenty of warning signs on that bottle of bleach before they then also had to go oh and by the way don't drink it Mm. 
yeah. It just means that someone's seen all of those and still drank it. He's like, well, it doesn't say f- for me not to drink it. it. Might be bad for fish, but I'm not a fish. And, yeah. It's... Um, then right. So Penny is two months old. No, three and a half. Three and a half months. Yeah. Seriously. Jeez. Yeah. That's gone pretty quick. Anyway, so can Penny like hold herself up yet? So if you prop her up against some cushions, she can hold her own head up. So, so she got the head strength, just not necessarily the balance. No, yeah, there's no balance there, so she's all over the show. Right, so there's the one that I got, again from the 1930s, Sauce 30s. Hmm. A lot of good things happened in the 1930s as well. F.E. Wars and shit spring to mind. But anyway, apparently it was a thing to, like, pretty much as soon as the baby's born, start potty training them. Yeah, I saw this. Um, I've got on here that there were some books written uh, to say at the age of two months. But I mean, I don't. I, this, that's impossible. Having a child now, how do you'd have to be sat there with the baby on the potty for about an hour? Yeah. To get to the point where, oh, well done, you've actually been to the toilet in the yeah. potty. So this was, yeah, this was where my, my mind went into two places. Is like physically, because I was thinking, I bet Penny wouldn't even be able to do this now, higher than my head. So no. physically, they can't sit on a potty at that age anyway. So it's physically impossible for them to do unless you hover them over it for hours on end. Which they'd just get pissed off. and yeah. And then also, they don't have the mental capacity to be able to understand that. I've just had a poo. It's gone into a bowl below me that I was hovering over. That's a good thing. I'll do that from now on. No. She hasn't got the capacity to, to for us to say that she's done something good on any occasion. Yeah. As long as she's smiling and happy, that's all we need to aim for. Not that she can even comprehend that she's done something good or bad. It's very odd, because, I mean... It's just, just weird, because this is not that long ago. Yeah, well, I'm not going to lie. It's also even more difficult for parents, because they're going to poo in a potty. You're going to have to clean the potty, but you're going to have to clean them anyway. You might as well just put a nappy on them and let the nappy do both of the jobs. Did nappies exist in the 30s? Yeah. And if not, they'll they'll have used like the cloth ones. Cloth ones, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Mm. Um, Andy, guess what it's time for? Me to go and get a drink. Continue as you were. I'll be back in a minute. Uh, this week's dad joke is brought to you by us, just us this week. Um, I had no part in this. No, we've been a little unorganised. 
I never have uh, any part in this. This is a thing that I actively request doesn't exist. No, you don't. I really okay. Well, here we go anyway. If there's one thing that always makes me throw up, it's a dartboard on the ceiling. You got a, um, a fact, a, a thing, a past so, experience thing. Children born before the 1980s probably didn't come into this world with their father's assistance. So before the 1980s, which I was only born in 1989. So that's not very long before I was born. Uh, apparently dads weren't allowed really into hospitals and in the same room. A lot of then, a lot of births were done at home. Um, and apparently they weren't allowed to be there either. Really? Yeah, apparently women's rights movements insisting on having father's presence in the delivery room after the 1980s. So hospitals changed their ways. Because of the women's rights activists? Yeah. Ah. So, but it's just, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you can say it now that you've been and done yeah, I think um, not being allowed in is a great way. Of just saying, oh, yeah, Shannon was in labour. What can I do? Oh, do you know what? I'll go pub and celebrate. <laughs> I'll see you in a few. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll get the celebrations going for you, love. I'll see you later. I'll what the baby's had without you. But I was just, I, when I was reading them and I saw 1980s, I thought, oh, that'd be interesting. It's close to where I was born. And it, yeah, it's just the fact that they weren't, Loud, rather than that they didn't want to. Yeah, that is weirdly close. And then it all changed after that. I didn't realise you were an 80s baby either. Yes. Well, I'm uh, approaching 31 now. I know, it's not good. You basically are almost dead. Almost. Um, I have a speed round. Ooh, go on. Just because everything that I was looking at started with Dr. Such and Such said this, and Dr. Such and Such's book said this. So I've just put like half a dozen of very quick ones of actual doctors medical professionals at mm. the time said this. So, Go on. I found out last week, I think, that when a baby is born, the stomach is the size of a grape. Yeah. So that's why they feed little and often. Yeah. Not very big a grape. Even a big grape is not big. So... The first one was, a doctor suggested that you should start feeding a baby solid food at two days old. You're not getting a lot of solid food in, in a grape. Well, you're not getting a lot of solid food into a baby's mouth, to be honest, after two days old. Mm-hmm. They can barely and the breathe. And the of it, and yeah, I was just like, Jesus Christ. 
And again, these aren't ones from hundreds of years ago. This is like in the last hundred years. Mm. Um, the same doctor, which probably is probably been discredited on quite a few things. <laughs> this same doctor said three things about food and drink. So first one was start eating solid food at two days old. Second one, you can give them egg and bacon at nine weeks old, which I think sounds amazing, but that's just because I like egg and bacon now. Wouldn't really give him a bacon rasher at nine weeks. No, has he just said that one so his missus makes egg and bacon and then... I think this is what this is where I was going to go towards the end of it because it just sounds like this guy is not a doctor. He's like a typical lad and he's like, fancy a fry up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this in my book so more lads start getting more fry ups early on in the baby's life. So, yeah, so... Solid foods, at, solid foods at two weeks, egg and bacon at nine weeks, and then they're allowed to drink black coffee at six months old. Jesus. So this guy genuinely is just having off all females. This guy sounds... I bet he came up with the rule that you're not allowed to see the bride's dress before the wedding day. <laughs> just because he couldn't be arsed. So men don't have to go shopping for and dresses. And one last night off the yeah. night before the wedding because it's bad luck to see the bride. I think he came up with that as well, I think. This guy is just a lad. Uh, And this this was a different doctor, but I reckon it was the doctor's mate also said, (laughs) it's okay for you to smoke up to half a pack of cigarettes when you're smoking. A day. Half a pack a day. When you're preggers. Yeah. So, but the, when the people back in the day, there was smoking wasn't harmful. Was yeah, it? nobody knew, did they? But um, yeah, go a little bit further back in time than that. Um, it was both traditional and recommended by doctors to bath your baby in lard. That would make a very slippery baby. Does it say what the uh, why? Um. It did. I can't remember why. I just, oh. I just immediately thought they probably smell like roast potatoes. <laughs> and now I want roast potatoes. We, uh, Shannon bought some new bath stuff, and it says on the bottle like recommended to help babies sleep. Is so I gave Penny a, a bath and literally changed her, and she was <laughs> fast asleep. I was like, really? either this is a massive coincidence, or. I need to hoard on this bottle. Just, uh... <laughs> and then recommend it when you've already got like two years supply of it. Yeah, this bath stuff was great. Um, but it wasn't lard. No, okay. Was it, did it have essence of lard in it? I don't think so. I should check the back of the bottle. I might taste it first. <laughs> um, next one. This emphasised very hot water in it. I don't know how hot, very hot water is in Celsius or Fahrenheit, but it's like, to me, very hot water is you can't put your hand in it. I wouldn't like to put my hand in very hot water, no. Yeah, exactly. So it's like close to boiling, in my opinion. But anyway, Mm. it was to help get rid of a baby's headache. First of all, I don't know how a baby tells you that it's got a headache. Maybe it's, nope. they just have a temperature, is that what they mean? Anyway, to get rid of a baby's headache, you use very hot water to perform a colon flush on the baby. A what? A colon flush. 
which is a colonoscopy, basically. It is, yes. Uh, with very hot water, and it specified that you should keep the water in there for as long as possible. Well, this isn't getting rid of a headache. This is just one of those things where the if someone says, oh, that hurts, and then you just punch them in the other arm, and it's like, well, that's taking <laughs> yes, away. I'll take the pain away <laughs> by giving you more pain in a different area of your body. Yeah, just take your mind off it, and now you have a burning anus. Nice one. <laughs> oh, you don't. Your baby does. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I started off nice and just food-related, and I'm just, like, scaling it up to the last one. There's no middle ground in this one. Is it if your baby is like Joe, like constantly restless and doesn't really sleep and wind down, mm. circumcise them. <laughs> Obviously, that um, is that boys, just, but is that a, is that just a punishment or is that no, supposed no, to that, stop is, that is apparently supposed to stop the restlessness? Bullshit. It's just like. I don't get how you go. It's, oh, it's, my baby's just like he's really, like really not settling down at night. Chop his, chop his walking <laughs> off. I'll do it. Get the knife. What an absolute load of crap. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know what to to say about that. Yeah, it's just apart from don't. whoever came up with that is a wrong gun. Yeah, don't do it. By the way, that's bad advice. Very bad I don't advice. even need to be a scientist or a doctor to know that that is bad advice. Yeah, don't put that in your book, Andy. No, I won't. My non-book. Um, non-book. I've got one yeah. that um, in the 1920s, one expert warned against too much softness in baby names. What's so like so, too many vowels? Well, it says some names lacked backbone. Was James one of them? I don't know. Probably. It's pretty. It is pretty soft. Um, but I think. I can't, well, I was trying to think of names that would be classed as having no backbone. A soft and, sounding name. And then ones that were. On the other side of the scale, that this fellow would have absolutely really enjoyed. Oh, I think like Igor is a strong name then. Anything strongly Russian. Okay. And then soft. Um, Simon. Simon. Yeah, like anything with like like two vowels next to each other, so like a R or a U or a E. I don't know if there's any names like that though. I don't think so. Um, I don't know. No. But I think well, that's, it didn't say any, that. and I was just like, "What? What?" what yeah, what? you can't, you can't make a bold claim like that and then not list off a few weak names. Yeah, too much softness names because they lacked backbone. I bet if he did do the list of strong names versus weak names, I bet his name was going to be on the strong list. You'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, you can't make that claim and have a shit name, can you? How do you become an expert in something? Can I just say I'm an expert in something and then that, that's all it needs? Um, you've probably It's probably all about that writing a book thing, isn't it? You've got to have a book written. Anyone can write a book, though. 
Right, book then. All right. What would you, what would you want our expert in? What's your expertise? Um, I don't know. Um, riddles. Give us a riddle. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't have to know them. As long as I write a book about it, then I'm an expert in it. Okay. I'll give you a riddle next episode. It's like, what is black and white and red all over? That's the only one that came to mind and I refuse to use it. And what dries as it gets wetter? I do know that one. Yeah. Everyone knows them ones. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they are. <laughs> I felt like we were giving the, the past some very negative press in in the in the these lists so i do i did keep coming at like the same couple of positive ish ones kept coming through a little bit um right so i thought do you know what i should probably give these a mention because i think there are still merit to these two um one of them was always trust your instincts yep which i think Hopefully, my instincts will be okay with stuff. You've said that yours were, and it, like you didn't think about stuff; you just did it, and it seemed right. I think that's the easiest way of doing it. Yeah, you don't. People give you all these books and apps, and yeah. go and read this, and you're just like, nah, sod it, it's fine. Yeah. So basically, don't ever listen to anything we ever say. I mean, I wouldn't have recommended us to be your pinnacle source of information anyway. If people are listening to this because they want some advice on parenting, stop. stop. Find stop something else. No, I've got like fourteen episodes into this and still be thinking, no, they're they're gonna come good at some point. There's gonna be a gem in here. But mm. at the same time, don't stop listening. We we Shit. need we need listeners to put bread on the table. Please listen. Into our children's mouths. No, we're only joking. Our two-day-old children's <laughs> mouths. Um, no, so yeah, trust your instincts. And also, kind of agree, kind of don't agree. Anyway, so I was always brought up to respect your elders. Yeah. And I'd like to think a lot of people were. I don't see that as much anymore. Like, I think the new generation of people don't respect their elders as much that might just be the area that i live in that just might be the way that parenting's changed over the last generation but i don't see it as much if i disrespected my elders when i was younger i would expect a slap for it yeah and i wouldn't ever have imagined disrespecting a stranger it's just that's not it's just I wouldn't do it. And I still believe that holds some merit because even like now that I'm older, I understand very much that some old people are twats. Yes. But I I can analyse that a bit better now. But as a kid you can't really do that. So I always I still think as a kid, your default should be to respect someone that is older than you. Mm-hmm. And then as you grow up and wise up a little bit, realise that they're a twat and listen to nothing that they say. 
Yeah, I had spent a lot of time with my grandparents growing up, so you sort of get it from that as well. Yeah. Um, and then, like you said, when and then I started working in M and S. The customer's not always right. Yes, uh, and then you quickly find out that uh, the respect your elders thing goes straight out the window. Yeah. Um, Agreed. That's that's pretty much all I have. Yeah, I think that's all I have too. Oh, how's uh, how's Penny? I've not asked you for the last few weeks. She's all right, actually. She's uh, like I said, she starts to lift her head up a lot more, so she's um, she likes to sit there and be nosy, yeah, and look about. Um, we've started giving giving her a bottle of formula milk before bed. Ah, really? To get yeah, sleep. Well, so partly that, and just so she's just not to get her to sleep, but so she's sleeping for longer. Like last night, she slept from nine till about two. Ooh, wow! Two in the morning, wow. and then from That's two till about, and well, then two till about seven-ish, maybe. I mean, Eight-ish, at least there's only no. one break in the middle. Yeah, it's miles better than that. So, did you wake up at two o'clock, or was it sham? Oh, well, it was sham. <laughs> I did wake up and heard what was going on, and I just make sure they're both okay, and then roll over and go back to sleep. Are you a heavy sleeper? Um, when I've had a drink, yes. <laughs> when you're always a heavy sleeper. Normally, no. See, I. I became a heavy sleeper. Like, I used to really struggle to get to sleep at night to the point where I'd, like, used to go for runs at midnight to just to get to sleep. And then mm. that was only, like, a decade ago that I used to do that. But now I just... I, when I fall asleep, I fall asleep. I don't dream. I am asleep like a rock. And... Zoe has to shout at me to wake me up. Right. And I'm just thinking, when the baby's here, am I still just going to sleep through everything? No, because I think that the instinct comes into it, like you can be fast asleep, but as soon as you hear baby movements, you're just up straight away. Yeah. Um, the first couple of weeks sort of gets you used to that because you're always, you sort of, normally you'd you're probably about to wake up and you don't. But then your body's about to wake up and you're like, oh shit, is the baby breathing still? Um, is the baby all right? Is the So you, you just sort of, instead of, normally you just roll over and go back to sleep and you forget that you've done it. Yeah. But you do it now, you sort of roll over and you think, there's something that just triggers in the back of your mind just to think, oh, well, I'm here, I best check. And then you wake up. I, so you'd I be hope, fine. I hope for Zoe's sake that that's the case. <laughs> Well, I'm sure you'll get a dig in the back if uh, you don't wake up. Yeah, but then I'll be just like, well, you're up now. If you're, if you're awake enough to give me a dig in the back, you're awake enough to sort the baby out. Mm, depends how many times she's done it already that night. Yeah. Um, speaking of babies, Andy, you last time we spoke, you were going no. for another scan yeah. to determine the sex of your child as you were getting mixed messages. Yeah, uh, I'm gathering you've had that scan now. Yeah, we had the re- we had the rescan of the 4D one. Yes, and um, 
they tried for about half an hour to get a picture of the the face, but because the face was against the placenta, it was really hard to get like a good clear one. And mm. it was nice to see, but the whole time I was just thinking, "Will you go to between the legs already?" I want yep. to see what's between the legs. So it's because it's a private scan, you were allowed in on this one. Yes, yeah, it wasn't at the hospital. We'd paid for it, so I was allowed to sit in it. So mm-hmm. there was a, a big screen on the wall, and eventually they give up trying to get a nice photo of the face, and they go, oh, well, I'll just quickly see if I can see the gender for you, because obviously we explain what's happened. Yep. So she was under intense pressure, the sonographer person. Mm. So oh, I'll just have a quick check for you. He's like, oh, yeah, it's, oh, it's definitely a boy. I was like, looking at it, and I was like, really? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, yeah. And then she, so she she blew it up on screen. Ooh. And it was just a massive cock and balls on the screen, basically. So, yeah, we, we now know that we're having a boy. That's definite confirmation, that, then. Yeah. And I, I thought it would have... <laughs> I should have thought on, actually, because it would have been a good thing to give him on the 18th birthday. But, like... Because she was taking loads and loads of pictures and recordings of the face and stuff like that. And like a recording of when he was yawning and things. And I just wanted to go, can you, can you just take a picture of the cock enlarged, please? <laughs> well, you'll have plenty of ammo for the 18th birthday, don't worry. I know, but it's like pre-birth ammo, that. That's like yeah. level. But, yeah. Well, that's how your mind thinks when you find out you're having a baby boy. But there we go. Yeah. But yeah, it's a boy. There was no mistake in it. Well, you'll have to return all your pink stuff and get some blue stuff now. Yeah. It was, yeah, that stuff. Okay. Well, on that note, um, next episode, we're going to return to something similar, but we're going to do parenting in the future. So things that our minds think would be good and maybe some things that are up and coming that may be good to help parents out. And if you thought my business ideas were shite to start with, you are going to be in a world of pain next week. Yes. I'm going to put a post out on Reddit um, asking the people over at Reddit what they would like to see in the future as well. So if you're on Reddit, go and find it. Uh, It'll be on one of the dad subreddits somewhere. Uh, make sure you're following us on Twitter at Verging on Stupid. Say hello. Send us some feedback. Send us uh, a dad joke if you want to be read out next episode. Poke. Uh, and thanks, Andy. You're welcome. Good. Oh, yep. thanks, Jim. Yep. Thank you. Awkward. Okay. Goodbye, mate. Bye. Bye.